What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the socials on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three to get your daily Raptors content. Or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on either platform. On February 25th, the Raptors are hitting the road for a quick road trip with a stop in Detroit taking on Dwayne Casey and the Pistons. The Raptors are still without their fearless leader, Fred Van Vliet, who is celebrating a birthday. So happy birthday to Fred Van Vliet. We sincerely wish him all the best. He is still out with personal reasons for this game. And of course, respectfully, we wish that that matter gets resolved in a very positive way and that he can join the team much sooner rather than later because we will definitely need him for this playoff push. And the Raptors are still without Otto Porter Jr., who is out for the season with that toe surgery. On the Pistons side of things, Cade Cunningham had season-ending surgery on his leg, and I believe Jalen Duran also has a lower leg injury. If I'm not mistaken, it was an ankle, and he wasn't available for the Pistons. All things considered, the Raptors are the healthier team in comparison. They are a superior team. The Pistons, unfortunately, have not lived up to expectations this season with only 15 wins. And with the Raptors, I guess you can say, newfound focus on the playoff hunt, one would definitely think that going into this afternoon's game with a 12 p.m. tip-off, which is really early, the Raptors definitely had more to lose if they were going to drop this game against the Detroit Pistons. And at the very beginning, it was not a very pretty game. If you were looking for a ton of offense this game, you were better off replaying the Kings-Clippers game from the other night where they went to double overtime and the Kings come away with a victory, a comeback victory at that, 176 to 175 over the Clippers. I definitely wanted some of that action against the Pistons, but we didn't get it, unfortunately. And as I've said many, many times, it was important for the Raptors to get off to a good start especially against inferior competition, I guess you can say. But as we've seen throughout the season, the Raptors are not a very opportunistic team when it's presented before them. So that leads me into my first negative from this game, and it would definitely have to be the offense. It was non-existent, to be quite frank. The Raptors shot terribly from the floor of this game, but so did the Pistons. I think at one point, both teams were hovering around the mid to low 30s, if I'm not mistaken. And that's largely a part of the great defense being played on both ends. But from the Raptors side of things, the Pistons have a plethora of young athletic wings and, and bigs. And the Raptors weren't able to capitalize on a lot of the shot opportunities or shot qualities that they normally do. It was definitely contested more times than not, and I really felt that this was a game where you really miss Fred Van Vliet. It is clear after today's game that having a player like Fred Van Vliet is a luxury. When things aren't going well for you offensively, when you have an opposing defense clogging the paint where you where you make most of your baskets, Having the option to kick it out to a player like Fred Van Vliet is definitely valuable. And while the Raptors did have Gary Trent Jr. and OG is working his way back, Gary Trent Jr. has struggled the last couple of games, including this one. And OG is working his way back into form, so I'm not going to hold him to a very high level of accountability as he's getting his legs back under him. Outside of Pascal Siakam, you had Scotty Barnes shooting 5 for 17. Gary Trent Jr. shooting 7 for 20, OG 2 for 7, but again, not going to hold that against him too much. Jakob Pertl 3 for 8, but he's not an offensive juggernaut, so 
he's just a nice option especially in the half court but the guys that you would expect to do a lot of the heavy lifting with Fred Van Vliet out outside of Pascal Siakam it was definitely sporadic at best the second negative would have to be the decision making or lack thereof I saw Scotty Barnes turn down many open shots and not looking to take high percentage shots Similar to Gary Trent Jr., he kind of looked like Gary Trent Jr. of old, resorting into highly difficult and contested shots, or taking shots when you're not supposed to. Chris Boucher, along with Precious Achua, OG, and even Scotty Barnes, having tunnel vision in transition, leading into highly contested shots, difficult shot attempts, turnovers, however you look at it, the decision making was poor today. And maybe there's a little bit of desperation coming from the Raptors end, seeing that every game from here on in is important. But forcing opportunities is not the way to go about it. And again, this is where the Raptors really miss Fred Van Vliet. He's somebody that can make something out of nothing. The pick and roll action that he has developed with Scotty Barnes this season and more recently with Jakob Pertl has been a huge boost to the Raptors offense when things aren't really going their way and with the amount of attention that Pascal commands on a consistent basis it was forcing a lot of guys who aren't great decision makers or have been struggling lately to make something out of nothing and it didn't really bode well for the Raptors for the most part this game and last but definitely not least it would definitely have to be the free throws the free throw making today was not very good. The Raptors shot 22 for 34, giving them just under 65%. In a closely contested game, regardless of competition, you have to be able to make your free throws. Pascal was great down the stretch, and he was great in the game overall, going 10 for 13. But Scotty Barnes went 1 for 2, Yacoperto went 3 for 6, Chris Boucher went 1 for 2, Achua went 4 for 7, Dowden went 0 for 1. Now, those aren't terrible numbers, but in a closely contested game, like I said, it matters. And the Raptors have struggled historically with free throws, especially last season. This season has been an improvement, but this cannot happen, especially against inferior teams. And it cannot happen when you have playoff aspirations and you're sitting below 500. So they definitely have to clean it up. Even though it was not the prettiest of games, there were some positives to take away. And I think it's very important to acknowledge this positive. While the offense wasn't great, the defense was absolutely locked in today. There were some gambles by the likes of Gary Trent Jr., Jeff Dowden, and Pascal Siakam. But overall, the energy was there. The effort was there. There were some moments, especially in the fourth quarter where the transition defense was a step slow but overall i thought the individual performances defensively was amazing pascal was certainly locked in og while he's not giving you a ton offensively yet was all over boyan bogdanovich and that was one of my keys that you don't want to leave their shooters open there weren't many and og was definitely a key component in terms of neutralizing the Pistons from the perimeter today. Jakob being the defensive anchor for the Raptors lately. And we got great contributions from the rest of the crew. Like Boucher, Chua, Dowden. Who I thought played 
really well defensively, was definitely competing on that side of the basketball. It was refreshing to see, especially in a game where the Raptors definitely struggled offensively, not giving up many opportunities defensively, definitely kept the Raptors in the game. Just a solid effort from that end. As for the next positive, it definitely has to be Pascal Siakam, who had a Herculean effort today in order to will the Raptors to victory. He was absolutely stellar in the clutch. Offensively, he was an all-star. Defensively as well. I don't think enough can be said about Pascal Siakam today and his effort. 29 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks on 9 for 19 shooting from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, 10 for 13 from the free throw line. Absolutely stellar numbers. And I want to give a quick shout out to the rest of the team who actually held the fort down when Pascal was on the bench. I believe it was the back half of the third and until the 7 or 6 minute mark in the fourth. Where the Raptors held it together defensively, they did enough offensively to keep them in the game. And we just needed Pascal to seal it for us, and he did exactly that. This is just a testament to how valuable Pascal has been to the Raptors this season. The work he's put in, the approach he had all season, putting the team on his shoulders, and becoming a absolute superstar cannot be celebrated enough just an absolute tremendous game from pascal siakam and for the last positive i want to give it to jeff dowden jr while the numbers don't really stand out this game in 20 minutes went two for five giving four points one rebound one steal and 0 for two from three and 0 for one from the free throw line it was his presence he competed defensively it definitely looked like he was hesitant on the offensive end and it seems like you know, probably his contract situation is tied to that. Being a two-way player, you want your shot chart to look positive, I guess you can say. But I think the one positive is, one, he didn't get set down to the 905. And two, he's getting minutes that were probably supposed to go to Malachi Flynn, which doesn't bode well for Malachi. And it is unfortunate as the Raptors haven't done him many favors in terms of his development but he's had some opportunities where unfortunately the bad doesn't outweigh the good and I'm not making any slight at Malachi or saying that you know because Jeff Dowden had a couple great outings that we should forget about him definitely not saying that however whether Dowden was getting five minutes or 20 minutes he's found a way to be impactful and I think that's the challenge for a lot of the guys on the back end of the bench if you're not going to get consistent minutes are you going to stay ready so you don't have to get ready and Jeff Dowden is probably the more experienced one out of all the young guys he's been in the NBA he's had that experience and it definitely showed today and I think it's a great development for him I've been huge on Jeff Doughton as you can tell from the last podcast and through numerous ones this season I definitely think it's important for the Raptors to try and develop a point guard from within if the options aren't available from outside of the organization as it is important to alleviate some of the workload from Fred Van Vliet so my hope and my prayer is that when Fred Van Vliet returns that Jeff Dalton doesn't disappear and he's making a good case for it and he definitely deserves the benefit of the doubt. Like I said at the beginning of the pod, it was not a pretty game, but the Raptors come away with the victory 95 to 91 over the Pistons. 
The Raptors shot 33 for 88 from the field at just under 38%, 7 for 26 from 3 at just under 27%, and 22 for 34 from the free throw line at just under 65%. The Pistons shot 38 for 94 from the field at just around 40%, 6 for 24 from 3 at 25%, 9 for 14 from the free throw line at 64%. When we look at the other stats, the rebounding battle was certainly in favor of the Pistons, 62 to 46 However, the Raptors were able to edge the second chance points battle 12 to 8. The assist numbers 26 to 22 in favor of the Pistons. Steals favored the Raptors 9 to 4. Blocks were a wash at 5 apiece. But it was the turnovers. The Raptors took care of the basketball. The Pistons, being the young and experienced team, led the way with 16 turnovers. Points off turnovers favored the Raptors. 11 to 5, fast break points 12 to 11 in favor of the Raptors once again. And points in the paint, bit of a wash there. Pistons scoring 52 points to the Raptors 48. As we take a look at the starters from today's game, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Acapurdo, and Gary Trent Jr. I already said enough about Pascal Siakam. Superstar numbers 29 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Tremendous game from him. OG Ananobi. Like I said, struggled offensively, but was absolutely stellar defensively. Six points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block on two for seven shooting, 0 for two from three, and two for two from the free throw line. He was moving well without the basketball. There was a possession where he got it, I believe, baseline, and he absolutely bullied his way into the post and created a floater opportunity with the defense in his face and I think that's a great option for OG to have especially in the paint there was a lot more certainty in his decision making and what he wanted to do when he had the basketball so if the shots aren't falling and if he continues to develop that mid-range while we're waiting it's nice to see that he can create those opportunities for himself Scotty Barnes was a struggle for most of the game didn't have much of an impact offensively until the back half of the game but that has been a developing trend for Scotty Barnes, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 for 17 shooting from the field, 1 for 5 from 3, and 1 for 2 from the free throw line. I've said it before and I'll say it again, he needs to be more aggressive and less passive. He was definitely trying to get himself going in the early parts of the game. It was definitely forced. You love that aggression, but there needs to be a balance. And I know I'm saying, you know, have him look for his opportunities more and try to defer less there has to be a balance and i think somebody in that point forward spot has that responsibility where he's going to be making a lot of the decisions so he has to make the right decisions and it is easier said than done but i think somebody with scotty barnes skill set and with his vision it should come easy for him and i think it's just a decision that he has to make on a game-to-game basis but when we needed a bucket, as per usual, Scotty Barnes stepping up in the clutch. Jakoperto continues to be that anchor defensively. I don't know how the Raptors waited so long to, to trade for him, but either way, he's here now. He's being impactful. And, and I think what I love about having Jakob here is the second chance opportunities that he creates. He got six offensive rebounds today and more times than not has the ability to finish off those second chance opportunities. So quite a luxury to have Jakoperto at this point of the season and especially on this push nine points 14 rebounds four assists two steals on a block on three for eight shooting 
from the field and three for six from the free throw line. And last but definitely not least, Gary Trent Jr. Not a very efficient game. His game was definitely forced today. Really settled from the perimeter today, but was a contributor defensively. Came up with key steals when we needed it. 19 points, four assists, one rebound, two steals, on seven for 20 shooting, four for 12 from three, one for one from the free throw line. Would definitely like to see him create more opportunities for himself at the rim, but among the trees that Detroit has, I could definitely see why he was more perimeter-based this game as opposed to others, but not a bad game from him. As for our role players, Thaddeus Young, four minutes, only got a turnover and a personal foul, not much to take away from there. Chris Boucher continues to be that energy guy, which is exactly what we need from him coming off the bench. He did take a shot in the face off a drive, which in my opinion should have been a play on as Chris Boucher went straight up, held his position, took an elbow in his mouth for his troubles, but loved the effort from him on both sides of the ball. Six points, six rebounds, one block on two for four shooting from the field, one for three from three and one for two from the free throw line. Precious Achua. Not a bad game from him. Definitely taking a step back in terms of production, but that was to be expected as this team gets healthier. But it was nice to see him play some key minutes and giving the core guys the rest that they deserve. 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists on 3 for 8 shooting from the field. No attempt from 3, but 4 for 7 from the free throw line. Again, like I've said many times, the decision making that Precious has developed over... His last few starts and as the season has gone on has been a great development. There were moments this game where he was kind of forcing the issue. But you also saw him take the opportunity to scale it back and try to create a less predictable look in the half court. And I think that's something that will only get better with time and experience. So you will definitely take the positive contributions from Precious Tachua. And like I previously mentioned, Jeff Dowden, not a huge game offensively, but was impactful in his moments in 20 minutes four points one rebound one steal at the end of the day pretty or not a win is a win and the raptors make it four in a row for the first time this season winners of seven of the last eight those numbers bode well especially on this playoff hunt and it continues in a back-to-back situation as they travel to cleveland for a 6 p.m tip-off on february 26th Cleveland currently sitting in the fourth seed at 38-25. The Raptors having three victories over them this season. I'm certainly of the mindset that the Cavaliers are chomping at the bits, waiting to get revenge, so to speak, on the Raptors. But the Raptors have certainly had their number this season. But if I'm going to look at the keys to victory for the Raptors, I think it's very simple. Probably easier said than done. Stay in front of their shooters, run them off the three-point line, don't leave them open for any reason, and get back on defense. Cleveland is the team that likes to get out in transition, so the Raptors will have to do their part in getting back on defense, make or miss, as the Cavaliers will look to capitalize on those opportunities. So, it seems like an easy recipe for success, and we know that as we get closer to the end of the season, teams are locking in. They're tightening up their rotations. The level of intensity will definitely be raised. And the Raptors will have to be ready to answer the call with a team that has championship aspirations like the Cavaliers. And that's it for me, folks. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. The reaction pod for tomorrow's game will come out 
much later after the game as I do have some prior engagement so I do apologize in advance but I will get it out as soon as possible. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite platforms. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.